Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there. Way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ, Bucky, together again. Buck, I, I got to be honest with you, man. I was talking to somebody the other day, and uh, somebody that's not really in our football world, so to speak, just had an interesting observation and question. He goes, hey, so you guys still do the podcast uh, during this time of the year? I'm like, yeah, you're darn right we do the podcast this time of year. Now, we go from three to two. Uh, but we keep it, we keep the train moving here, even though technically there's not a heck of a lot going on in the NFL world. But I think that allows us to kind of tap into the creative side a little bit, see if we can come up with something. Yeah, DJ, this is the fun time. I mean, this is when you get a chance to do some little last minute projects when it comes to looking around the league. Uh, in a month or so, we'll begin to talk about the college prospects, guys we're looking forward to seeing in the 2024 class. And then we start ramping up for training camp. And so but anyone who has been around the National Football League knows it never ends. It has become a 12-month affair. And even though this is vacation month, everyone has an eye towards training camp because before you know it, we'd be right at it. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, today on the show, we are going to uh, finish up our position draft, which, by the way, people seem to uh, have strong opinions, strong takes 
uh, when they post that stuff on social with us going back. And a lot of times when you post something on social media, it's, there's no context. So people are like, how could you say, look at all that Nick Chubb's done, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I'm like, you yeah, know, this is, this is for this year. This is not yeah. a lifetime achievement award. This a lot is for who thinks can have a big year. So speaking of people being upset, I kind of want to debunk some of the things that are floating around uh, the Twitterverse. And okay. it, it started with our conversation about Sauce Gardner. You and I both talked about in the last episode, we kind of you kind of helped me go through this project I was working on that published on Friday. We were talking about 10 non-quarterback franchise building blocks. And Sauce Gardner was the only cornerback that we used. And so there was a lot of pushback. One, people seeing East Coast bias. Well, let's clear <laughs> it up. DJ and I are both on the West Coast. Exactly. <laughs> so so East Coast bias when it comes to it. But I thought the conversation was interesting because they were like, hey, if you look at their numbers, you look at their stats, these guys should be viewed as the same as opposed to treating Sauce Gardner like he's a Hall of Famer and excluding Tariq Willen from the conversation. So I'll throw out to you, what are the differences in your mind between Sauce Gardner and Tariq Willen, even though both had exceptional rookie seasons? I would say that there's... uh the playmaking side of Tariq Wollen is exceptional, no doubt. I think Tariq Wollen falls into the digs uh, category of corner, which is a guy who's made some plays. But, you know, I, I don't even know what the right term is. We used to always say, I don't think you can say it anymore, you say, oh, a guy has a lot of blood on his hands, meaning, like, he give mm-hmm. up some plays, too. Uh, double agent. So I, I, yeah, exactly. Double agent. There you go. That's a better, better phrase to use. But I would say <laughs> he's a little bit more of a double agent, whereas Sauce Gardner, he makes plays when given opportunities, all right? So he can find and play the ball. But the opportunities are limited because there's so much respect that people just stop going at him. Um, and that would be like if you were to go back and look, and I'm not comparing him to Dion, but like there were there were games and Dion's was rolling that like you didn't didn't see the football. So if if a corner in another game gives up four catches for 80 yards and a touchdown, but has two interceptions, does that mean he's had a better game than Dion who didn't get thrown at once? Yeah, no. So it's, it's interesting because like um, people. We'll talk about those guys and some of the other things. I think everyone has to understand that all cornerback, all number one cornerbacks aren't created equal. Uh, I think for Sauce, and maybe this is some of our pre-draft bias and those things that may put them in, but Sauce Gardner was a top five pick and played like a top five pick from day one. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes when you see a player jump into the league where everyone knows exactly who he is, he wasn't a surprise find, he wasn't someone that was quickly developed and maybe the league overlooked him, he was legit from the jump. And so, yeah, maybe that Curry's favor when we talk about that, because in this league, and we've said it, this league has really been a first and a second round league. You look at the guys that are perennial all pros, the guys that typically don to go jack, they come from kind of that, that ilk. And so when I look at Sauce Gardner and I look at the movement skills, I look at the way that he blankets people. I look at the way that he puts his hands on the ball. To me, he's a premier corner from the jump. Tariq Willen is outstanding. He had an outstanding rookie season. And maybe we'll have that same conversation. But to me, this conversation is very similar to when it was the Darrell Revis, Richard Sherman conversation, right? Remember when those guys went back and forth, there was a lot of debate about who's who and what's what and Revis Island and all of this, but they came into the league differently. And so those are the things. And so there's nothing saying that you can't put Tariq Willen in that conversation, but in the context in which we were talking about, we were talking building a franchise. And when, when you're building a franchise, those guys, typically, if you looked at that list that we had, I think they all were first-round picks that we talked about in terms yeah. of the pillars. And so it's that in mind. 
You see this guy from day one in college. You see that he's an essential piece to a championship puzzle. So you continue on with that. And as you think about building out your team, you go there. Some would say that's wrong, but I would say that is very real and truthful. That's why I, that's how I came about it. Yeah, I'm looking up some numbers as you're doing that, just so we can kind of put a bow on that conversation. Um, so if you look at, and again, this is uh, this is PFF. So we get the PFF Ultimate, which is a great resource. Um, but according to them, and, and having watched every play and looking at you know kind of target numbers and what you've allowed, Tariq Wollen allowed five touchdowns and 32 first downs. Sauce Gardner allowed one touchdown and 16 first downs. So it's not it's not just what you do to go get the ball. It's also what you're giving up and what you're allowing. And Sauce Gardner just didn't allow any plays. So he made some plays on the ball, but more than anything else, it was the respect that he quickly garnered around the league where he didn't get challenged. And when he did get challenged, he stood up to it. And then that's what that's what you want to see. And I can only compare like real life comparison for me was I had an opportunity to play with Charles Woodson his rookie season with the Raiders. I go there. He's a rookie. I've never seen someone play not only with so much swag and confidence, but so much fearlessness on the island. When I look at Sauce Gardner, I see that same fearlessness. Moment wasn't too big. Despite everyone talking about he comes from a group of five program in Cincinnati, will it be too big? Nope. Steps right in, handles it, and only gets better and better as the season goes along. And so to me, Look, he's, he's, he's the new CB1. He's the one that we'll talk about. And there's some good cornerbacks in the league. Yeah. But when you think about lockdown corners and shutdown corners, whatever category you want to use it as, he is the guy that you can put him on that side, the 10 other guys do your own thing, and you feel good about the way your defense is. Yep. And I thank you for reminding me about the double agent term because I was uh, trying to think of a more appropriate term to yeah, use. And that, bit- that's the one. Double agent. One, I used to say like he runs up both you, sides of the scoreboard. Us. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Double agent. He, so he's working with us, but he's also working against us. Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right. Let's let's uh, let's jump into this conversation on some of these units we think are going to be improved uh, from last year to this year. Offense, defense. Um, we'll do that. Then we'll jump into that safety draft in a little bit. But I, I want to start us off here, and, and I'm going to kind of lay it out for you here. Lay out the case of who the 10 worst offenses were in the league last year. Then we'll flip it over to the defense. There's a million stats you can go you can go through all the advanced uh, stuff which I love DVOA is great like all all those stats are fantastic but at the end of the day Buck I maybe I'm old school in this regard to me the best defenses uh, allow the fewest points and the worst defenses allow the most points so I'm not going to overcomplicate this mm-hmm. I'm just going to give you the ten uh, worst offenses in the league last year in terms of the output with points so it was Denver how about that Denver sixteen point nine points a game Houston. 17 a game, Indy 17 a game, the Jets 17.4, Tennessee 17.5, the Rams 18.1, as well as the Steelers 18.1, Tampa Bay 18.4, Washington 18.9, and then Chicago at 19.2. So those are 10 teams I just gave you, all uh, under 20 points a game. So those are the 10 worst offenses in the NFL. Now, I've come through, and I've got four if they're looking at them at stocks, these I've got four that I'm buying, but I want to hear from you first on this. What what are you looking at from that group? Who do you like making a little bit of a jump this year? Oh, that group one, uh, when you talked about them, that's some those are some nasty numbers. I mean, you yes. talk about 16-9 for the Denver Broncos. So let's just start right there with the Denver Broncos. Uh, regardless of whether Russell Wilson plays better or not, I have unbelievable confidence in Sean Payton's ability to fix this offense one way or the other. 
Sean Payton has been in this league for a long time. Sean Payton has won a Super Bowl. Sean Payton was reared the right way, worked under Jim Fossil, worked under Bill Parcells. Sean Payton knows how to do whatever is necessary to get an offense up and running. So that means if I need to run it, I'll run it. If I need to put it in the hands of the quarterback and let him throw it all over the yard, I'm willing to do that. Just from an organizational standpoint, in terms of being organized, attention to detail, being a, I mean, look, he's a stone cold killer as a play caller. He has all of the things to get this offense up and running. And that's without changing the personnel. I also think he's one of the rare personalities that can go at Russell Wilson and challenge him in a way that he has to look in the mirror and say, hey, I have to improve in these areas. And because Russell Wilson has, I would say, so much respect for Drew Brees and what Drew Brees does, I think he'll take to the coaching differently than he might have taken to the coaching from Nathaniel Hackett. And because of those reasons, the Denver Broncos will be improved, vastly improved this year. Yeah, they're, they're one of my four. And you touched on a lot of the points that I wanted to hit on here. Um, you mentioned Sean Payton. When you look at this team last year, Buck, look, looking over here, not only were they last in points per game, they were last in sacks allowed. They were last on third down. So those are areas that I just can't see them being that bad again. And you look at a couple other factors. You got two new tackles basically this year. You sign McGlinchey. I don't love McGlinchey, but he's going to be an upgrade to what they're playing with. Garrett Bowles comes back. You get him healthy and out on the field. Javante Williams, get him back in the mix, who's a really talented young running back. So now you're looking at those guys. Not only are the tackles going to help you in the sacks, but with having the tackles healthy, having the back back in the backfield, as well as a, as a sound system there with Sean Payton, you're not going to be staring at third and forever's anymore. Um, so those reasons, I, I like this Denver Broncos to make a big jump. And the other thing you mentioned with Russ, I, I, look, you knew he's going to post the workout videos. You knew that was coming. But the dude is in better shape. He, You can't deny the fact that he looks like he's lost a lot of weight and looks like he's working hard and has got himself in shape. And I would say, and I would love your, your thoughts on this from the playing days as well as the scouting days. I've seen it in other sports. You know me, I'm a, I'm a Padre mm -hmm. honk. I've been following this team forever. I can't tell you the times I've seen the high-priced free agent or the new addition that first year you're like, oh, man, this is buyer's remorse. I mean, this is brutal. And then all yeah. of a sudden, the second year, I feel like, I don't know what the pressure's off, if they've adjusted to their surroundings, but I feel like you're going to get a better version of that player. And I think that's going to happen with Russ. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I also, like, I mean, it's, it's obvious. He was so bulky and thick last year that yeah. a lot of times that works in reverse. Normally, as you get older, you get lighter because yes. you want to take some pressure off your joints. Uh, moving around, you're trying to retain a level of quickness as much as you can as you age uh, gracefully. For Russell, uh, he had a lot of humble pie. He had to hear about it, man. Uh, he has never been criticized as harshly as he's been criticized over the last year. Uh, as a competitive player, as a prideful player, he doesn't want to go out like that. And so he hears the whispers. And so I would expect him to bounce back uh, in a major way. Sean Payton coming in. You know, and look, they talked about, I think Sean Payton talked about how Drew was saying, hey, man, my guy's wearing me out because they share mm -hmm. a trainer down in San Diego and mm -hmm. all that other stuff that, look, he's going to buy in. He wants to be on the Drew Brees plan. He wants to play until he's 40. He's talked about that. And so you're going to get a guy who's very dialed in uh, to the play, to the program. He's going to be uh, willing to adhere to the script when it comes to the game plan. And I think you're going to see the best version of that. Every player needs to be coached. Last year, I think maybe Russell found out why it's important that as a great player, you still need to take that constructive criticism and take your game to another level. 100%. Um, so we're both on the uh, on the Broncos train there. Can I give you my my next pick here of these teams? that I, 
I mean, it's easy. It's obvious. The Jets, mm-hmm. Jets yeah. average 17.4 points a game, Buck. Just the quarterback alone, you're 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 going to go up on that number. Brees Hall coming back. The offensive line, hopefully, for once, staying healthy uh, with Mackay Becton back and plugged back in. Um, you look at Elijah Vera Tucker coming back, getting him in the mix. Brees Hall having him for a full season. I mean, I can't. They don't have to be exponentially better. We talked about it before with their defense. I mean, if they can get to 20 points a game, they're going to go to the playoffs. I mean, they were 17.4 points a game last year offensively. I, I think they are going to make that leap. They can go get you three more points. Uh, they're going to they're they're be better. Now, it's funny because we just talked about the Broncos improving after moving on from Nathaniel Hackett. The Jets improved with Nathaniel Hackett coming on board. Come on. Yep. The difference is this. Aaron Rodgers knows this system. Aaron Rodgers will act like a coach on the field. He's a co-pilot. Co-pilot. And so whatever Nathaniel Hackett might have lacked in terms of the attention to detail, Aaron Rodgers will make up for that. And a lot of times when you're dealing with older quarterbacks and those things, like it's going to be the way Aaron Rodgers wants it done. If he wants the Hank at 12 yards as opposed to 14, he's going to say, I want it at 12 yards. And there's going to be a level of consistency because he is going to demand that from those players. Also, I think what you have in New York, the reverence with which the young players with the Jets speak and view Aaron Rodgers makes a world of difference. These guys hang on every word that he says. And I'm not saying it's exactly like when Tom Brady went to Tampa, but it's similar in terms of that respects brings attention to detail. And that means that Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to demand for it from his players. And so rather than maybe Nathaniel Hackett doing it, Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers may have a conversation and then Aaron Rodgers say, hey, man, here's what we're doing. And those guys are going to perk up. So you're right. Aaron Rodgers is everything coming on board. And even if he doesn't play at an MVP level, just the organization and the attention to detail that this offense will have will be vastly improved over what it looked like a season ago. I'm going to give you a little formula here. Um, Again, this is a Free of charge, Buck. We can throw this in the notebook. You know, we can get this. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to go back to back. It's been a long time since I've been able to go back to back with a notebook <laughs> idea. But to kind of to kind of crystallize what this looks like, right? Because we can say, okay, well, what is look at Hackett's track record, maybe without Aaron Rodgers, and then how much of a difference does it make, and what's that relationship like? So I, this is a formula, okay? So let's look at play call, the adjustment, and the execution. So if I give you at, on a scale of one to ten, I give you an eight play call Mm -hmm. but the adjustment by the quarterback at the line of scrimmage is a five and the execution is a four your total is 17 now if i give you a five out of ten play call the adjustment is a nine and the execution is a nine the end product is a 23 yeah so i'm saying so it's like okay well it's not that this is a marriage between the play caller and the quarterback so i can take a little less in the play caller if i'm going to get the adjustment and the execution at an elite level which even at this age i think aaron Rodgers can do that he can do that and dj never forget we always talk about we've heard coaches talk about we have coaches on our podcast talk about hey man players not plays if you get the right players in place regardless of the play call they can make it right and so some of what the jets wanted and i think nathaniel hackett would even say this Last year in Denver, for whatever reason, Russell Wilson couldn't make his plays right. Aaron Rodgers will be able to make those plays right one way or the other. And so that in itself is worth the cost of admission and worth the price that they paid to make sure they brought him on board. Yeah, I just think it's an interesting way 
kind of look at that because you have the best play call in the world, but you're still going to need adjustments at the line of scrimmage periodically, and you're all the time going to need execution. So if we can handle, if we know going into a game, you know how much easier that is. I mean, you know, you call plays. Like how much mm-hmm. easier it is to call a play when you know the guy can make me right if I'm wrong, and I know he's going to execute what we call. I mean, that's that's a huge burden lifted off any play caller. I mean, look, man, the better the player because that's the thing, and that's what guys talk about. That's what play callers talk about. Hey, man, if I call the bad play, do I have a guy on the field that can get us out of it? Meaning they can do it either at the line of scrimmage or their athleticism or just rare ability can make it right. Pat Mahomes does that. Joe Burrow does that. All Josh Allen, Lamar, they all the elite quarterbacks. That's what they're able to do. They're able to turn, look, nothing into something. And it's really important that you have that extra ability. All right, so we've got the Broncos, we've got the Jets. Of these remaining teams, Houston, Indy, Tennessee, the Rams, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, Washington, Chicago. Uh, let's go two more. Uh, who, who else are you buying here on a major improvement? Major improvement to me, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I don't have We're three anything. for three, by the way. We we're, we're yeah. literally have the exact same three here so uh, far. I have a lot of confidence in their duo on the outside. Uh, Kenny Pickett going to George Pickens. Uh, I'm all about. I can't wait mm-hmm. to see it like. Quietly, he had Pickens had over 800 yards. Pickett has kind of found his way and say what you want. And I don't know if he'll ever be like one of those upper echelon quarterbacks, but I do know this. He played a lot of games in college. And when he settled in to this Pittsburgh offense, he understands how to get it to execute at a certain level. Now you throw in Allen Robinson. Now you throw in an upgraded offensive line. You can run the football with Najee Harris. Takes a little pressure off. This team will not be like the Killer Bees version when they had Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Le'Veon Bell, and A.B., but they will be a more efficient offense that plays complementary football, but what I think will eventually be a really good defense. Yeah, and I look at second year of the quarterback, I think is a huge deal. I, I think you see Pickett take that jump. I think Broderick Jones, Isaac Samalo, you, you bring in Herbig as depth as well along that offensive line. I think the offensive line's better. Darnell Washington, if he can stay healthy and get out there at the tight end Ooh, position, it's like man. playing with a six, sixth offensive line. They're going to run the football better. That's mm-hmm. going to take some of the pressure off of Kenny Pickett. I, I just, to me, I think this is a team that averaged 18.1 a game. Again, we're talking about getting the, you know, can they get to 21? Can they get the, I mean, they're going to be better, man. I, I don't see them being a bottom 10 offense again. No, they, they're going to be better. And look, with a bottom 10 offense, they still were a very competitive team. So yeah. now you have better execution. You have a better offensive line play where they can control the game offensively. But this, to me, is a turn back the clock version of the Steelers. Meaning, you know, when you were in Baltimore, it was never about the Steelers' offense. No. It was always about their defense, their toughness, and the way they found a way to kind of play. You guys played a bunch of 17-13, 13-10 games. in the mouth and I, games. And I'm not saying that the Steelers are going to live like that, but offensively they'll be better. They'll get over 20 points. But this is going to be a team that they wear you down on both sides of the ball with their physicality, their toughness. And then offensively, it just needs to be superb execution so they can win a bunch of close games. All right, so we've got the same three thus far. We've got Denver, we've got the Jets, we've got the Steelers. Three offenses we think are going to be much, much better. Uh, one more here. I, we'll see if we stay on the same page thus far, Probably. but for your for your last one, we'll see if we end up being the same. What do you got? Okay, so this has been the, the popular pick uh, all offseason. You have people talking about Justin Fields as an MVP candidate and all those things. I won't go so far as to say that, but this offense will be improved. I think the second year together between Luke Getzey and the quarterback, 
makes a world of difference. Not learning a new offense, knows everything, very comfortable. The play caller is comfortable with the playmaker. The playmaker is comfortable with the play caller. They've upgraded some of the personnel around him. And there's this discussion and people talk about whether Justin Fields is a passer or a thrower. I get all of that. Can he throw on time? Can he anticipate? I know this. When your quarterback rushes for over 1,100 yards, it forces the way you have to defend him on defense. So whether or not he throws with touch timing and anticipation, he is now going to see more man-on-man coverage because the only way to get the plus one in the box is you got a man up on the outside and drop the safety in. That means now, bigger receivers on the outside, if they can win, he doesn't have to worry about throwing into windows. He has to throw it to a, a spot where the get-open specialist, whether it's Chase Claypool or DJ Moore or uh, Mooney, those guys will be able to get open. So I expect to see a better version of Justin Fields, even though he may never be the polished passer that some people want him to be. This offense last year was last in yards and passing yards per game. They were 29th in sacks. Now, to me, just DJ Moore and Darnell Wright, if you do nothing else, you, you solidify one piece of the offensive line, you add a number one wide receiver in DJ Moore. That alone is good. Not to mention Dante Foreman coming in there, some of the nice pieces they've made, mm-hmm. uh, some nice pickups along the way. I just, again, th- <laughs> this is not asking the Chicago Bears to vault into being a top five offense. This is asking a team that averaged 19.2 points a game to get to 21 points a game, to get to 23 points a game. Again, I don't see how that doesn't happen. We're on the exact same page, Buck. We had the exact same four teams. Um, You know, I'm I'm with you on that. I think those are four obvious choices. If you're looking at teams are going to be better offensively, the Denver Broncos, the New York Jets, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Chicago Bears, I don't see how those four teams aren't massively improved next year. Yeah, no, I I agree with you, and all for different reasons. But um, all of those teams, Denver, a lot due to coaching, personnel, organization, the Jets due to the quarterback and what they've done. The Steelers due to just the natural growth and maturity of the quarterback in the second year. And then Justin Fields being comfortable and having a better supporting cast around him. All those things lead me and you to believe that those four teams are going to be improved and going to be improved in a major way on offense. All right, we're going to jump over to defense. We'll see if we uh, stay on the same page here, if we end up with the same four teams or not. The offense, uh, we are definitely uh, on the same squad here in terms of who we like to be much better next year. Uh, All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll knock out the defense. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton, you know, watch Creighton. 
they play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, gonna, not, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. All right, Buck, uh, let's jump into the defense here. Here we go. Here are the 10 uh, worst defenses in the league last year when it comes to points allowed. Uh, The Chicago Bears, 27.2 points a game. Arizona Cardinals, 26.4. Minnesota and Indianapolis at 25.1 points a game allowed, uh, as well as Detroit uh, at 25.1 points a game allowed. Houston, 24.7. Vegas, 24.6. We've got Seattle, 
and Miami and Atlanta. They are 23-6, 23-5, 22-7. So those are the last of the bottom 10 defenses. So of those teams, Buck, if we had to pick out a few here that you think are going to be much improved this year, who do you like? Miami. We'll start with Miami. And the reason why we like Miami is because Vic Fangio comes over. So after running a system that was very aggressive that started under Brian Flores and then Josh Boyer continued it, Vic Fangio comes in, and I won't say he will simplify everything, but the one thing that we know about Vic Fangio, you're not going to see the ball fly over the top of the defense. They're going to keep everything in front. They're going to try to stop the run with light boxes. He's going to muddy up the game with some of the man match, some of the, the, the zone match coverages that they do, that matchup zone that kind of can confound and confuse quarterbacks. And then there's going to be a very solid team. And we've seen it wherever Vic Fangio goes, he does a good job of fixing the defense. The Miami Dolphins will be improved because the architect is going to come in and make sure that these guys play with the detail and the discipline that's necessary to play high-level football. Yeah, I mean, that's they're one of mine. So so far, we're five for five and being on the same page here with Miami. I mean, Jalen Ramsey coming in there, I think you'll see a better year out of him. Uh, I think he'll be highly motivated to show that he's still got it. He's on a Hall of Fame track, um, and I think playing with, with, with Fangio, I think, will help him. Uh, stay on that track. They got some young players that I love. Uh, we'll get to you know the safety, Javon Holland, probably later Ooh. when we do our safety draft. Mm-hmm. I love his game. Jalen Phillips, I think, is just going to be – he's on his way to being a superstar. Christian Wilkins is a really, really outstanding player. So th- they've got pieces here on this they, You didn't even talk about Bradley Chubb. Bradley so Chubb, who they traded they for. Got, I mean, they, they've got guys dudes. up front. Yeah, they have dudes. So it was about, in my estimation, it's about – somebody organizing all of the talent and saying, this is how we're going to play. I'm going to put you in a position where you guys can do what you do really well. We're talented enough. We just got to be on the same page so we play the defense the way they're supposed to be played on paper. Um, No doubt. Um, All right, I'll give you another one here. Uh, I'll kind of work from that. Again, Miami was the ninth worst. I'm going to climb up one spot ahead of them. I'm going to go with Seattle, and I'm going to say Seattle is going to be one of those improved. They're on your list there. Yeah, so again, we're, we're, we're in agreement here. That person is one of my favorite players, Buck. I mean, he's one of my favorite players in the draft, uh, the corner. So you upgrade there. You bring over Draymond Jones in free agency. And more than anything else, I just, and you know this, the teams you've been with that have this, like, I just feel like defense in the NFL, a lot of it's DNA culture based. And mm-hmm. I feel like Seattle, for the majority of Pete's time there, has, you know, they've been really, really good on that side of the ball. Now they had to revamp it and tear it down and build it back up. I just think it's, it's who they are. I don't see them being as bad as they were last year. No, they won't be as bad. And I'm, I'll give you a couple more reasons. You talked about the guys up front. Draymond Jones comes over. Uh, Jaron Reed comes back, yeah. uh, which is really important. Uh, they have young pass rushers. Boy, Imafe should take a jump, uh, giving them some edge protection. We've talked about how they've kind of recreated the LOB in the back yeah. end. Tariq Woolen, uh, you have Kobe Bryant, who plays in the slot. Uh, you have Quandre Diggs, who's played really well as safety. Uh, Bobby Wagner comes in, and here's where Bobby Wagner can help them the most, being the traffic cop. DJ, so much of playing good defense is making sure that the communication is on point and everyone knows what the call is and how to play it. And then I would say the wild card is this. Jamal Adams has been hurt for like two of the last three years. They're moving him basically to weak side linebacker, so he'll be in the box. And so if they get a version of Jamal Adams that is allowed to rush the passer, make plays around the box, take him out of the coverage responsibility. Well, that big nickel version of that defense is a problem. And don't forget, 
I think they brought over Julian Love from the New York Giants. Yeah. This is a very experienced, high IQ defense. And when you have those guys, a lot, a lot of times when you have experienced, high IQ, great communication, you end up playing really good defense. Yeah, and I, to me, anything you get at Jamal Adams is is cherry on top. I don't think you go into this expecting anything there, mm-hmm. coming off his injuries, and we'll see you know what happens there and how he goes. But Chenna Nwosu, we didn't talk about uh, Darrell Taylor. I mean, they've got they've got guys now. So to me, I, I look for them. Uh, oh gosh, uh, why am I blanking on the linebacker from uh, from Texas Tech? That's a stud. Jordan uh, Jordan Brooks. They, they got to keep Jordan Brooks healthy. Get him back out there on the field. Get him rolling because. Uh, He's a very talented player as well. So, again, I just think too much talent, and it's in their DNA. I think that they'll end up being better. Uh, so we've identified Miami and Seattle. Two more here, Buck. Two more defenses you like to take the jump. Okay, so taking the jump, let's go with let's go with Detroit. And the reason I want to go with Detroit, <laughs> they were three for three. And we, we all picked we, – we did not talk about this at all. We had the so same funny. four offenses that we're buying – so far, of the four, we're going to say we've got we're three for three on defense. I got Detroit too. They did it with a lot of young players last year, and Aaron Glenn did a really good job of at the middle of the year figuring out like, hey, you know what? I need to simplify. I need to make it easy. They became really man a, a heavy man to man team. He trusted those guys. He put them in position, and the young players responded. Well, now they add some some older players. Chauncey Gardner Johnson gives them kind of that that vet presence in the back end. And even though he's there only on a one-year deal, we've seen, man, when he went from New Orleans to Philadelphia, he improved the Philadelphia Eagles defense. He'll do the same thing in Detroit. I just feel like everyone in Detroit understands what's on them. They can see the light at the end of the tunnel in terms of winning the division. Because of that, I think we have an opportunity to see this defense play lights out. And also know this, their offense is going to put up points. And so from a defensive standpoint, it's about rushing the passer and taking away the deep ball. If they do those things, they're going to win a ton of games. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I love some of the additions. That, you know, with CJ Gardner Johnson, he takes the ball away. He bring over Cam Sutton. Okay, they got two. Those are two solid additions there. Um, Jack Campbell went a little bit higher than maybe I thought he would have, but he's a rock solid player. He's going to help in the middle mm-hmm. of that defense. But I, more than anything else, you talked about it. They kind of figured out who, their personnel halfway through the year. And to me, these guys all going into their second years, they have so many good, young, second-year defensive players. It's not going to be their first trip to the league anymore. I think all those guys take a leap, and that's that's one of the reasons why I'm uh, I'm buying on them. So we've got Miami, Seattle, Detroit. There's only one more left. Are we going to go eight for eight here uh, on this last one? What do you got? So so this is the tricky one because I have two names in mind, but uh, this is strictly just on the coordinator. I have no rhyme or reason to say why, but I'm going to go with Minnesota and Brian Flores. Like they have finally, lesser. We finally, we finally diverged. Our yeah. Path. Yeah. The, it, now my second pick was Indianapolis. So I don't know if that's what's on your nah, thing. But, mine okay, cool. Yeah. So um, Brian Flores coming over very aggressive style. Um, I think people forgot how he gave people problems with that aggressive cover zero stuff that he was doing down in Miami. He is always in attack mode and, even though they've removed a lot of older pieces to that, that defensive puzzle, I just have a, a tremendous amount of confidence in him. And the year that he spent with the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think it's going to help him because he got a chance to learn how to diversify his stuff. Because remember, before, he had been all under the New England tree. That's yeah. all he knows. I think taking a little bit from Mike Tomlin, taking some from Terrell Austin, and then adding it to the stuff that he already does, 
it'll give them an opportunity to be a little more dynamic on defense. Yeah, uh, that's uh, it's uh, very fair. The, the this is the only one we disagreed on in terms of the fourth team. I had Houston, and just a combination. Ooh, yeah. Combination, yeah. look, I don't think Will Anderson's going to set the league on fire, but he's going to be an upgrade over what they played with. He's a really good player they add to the mix. Stingley and Petrie in that secondary, second-year guys who are very gifted, um, I think they take a step. And then kind of going along with the theme, I just think that with, with the staff that they brought in there, uh, led by D'Amico Ryans, um, I, I think that this is a, a defense that's just going to be better. So um, they're going to be my fourth pick. But we're in agreement on the first three. Um, I can buy what you're selling on Minnesota, and you talked about Indy. Uh, but I went with Houston there. So let me that, let those, me say this. Let ones. me say this about the Texans having to watch them twice last year because they played the Jaguars. Um, you can say a lot of things about Lovey Smith and that de- and, and and what he did. That defense played hard year round. Yeah. So I think D'Amico Ryan steps into a unit from a cultural standpoint. They understand how to give the effort. The execution might not have always been there, but they have some young players that played hard. You get Stingley back. You have Petrie, who I think was a nice find for them, who played really, really well. To go with Will Anderson and some of the other foundational pieces that they have, yeah, D'Amico Ryan's puts the little sprinkles of magic dust on them. They can play really good defense regardless of what the offense does. Yeah, I've been around Matt Burke uh, previously to know him pretty well, their defensive coordinator. I think he does a really nice job. So getting him in the mix there, I think, again, you talked about a group that plays hard. There is some young talent there. Now, they're not they're not set at all 11 positions. They still have some work to do in terms of roster construction. But I think they'll be better. Oh, absolutely. They'll be better. And, and DJ, you can't underestimate how effort can really make up a lot of your flaws. And oh, so yeah. with a young defense, that if they're playing hard and flying to the ball and doing all that other stuff, they can make plays just on sheer hustle. Yep. So, again, we give you five defenses then that we think will be comp- uh, improved. Uh, Miami, Seattle, Detroit, uh, Houston, and Minnesota. So those are the five that we came up with there that we think are going to be much better on that side of the ball. Um, all right, let's get to our safety draft here, Buck. Uh, I believe you are up first. This is our last. If you've missed any of the previous episodes, just go back. You can go back and listen to them um, as we've gone through all these positions. Again, drafting players for this upcoming season, not a lifetime achievement award. Uh, what we expect to happen this year in the guys we love. You have the first pick of the safeties. Go. Well, I think this is a continuation of the conversation that we had on the last podcast. We were talking about franchise building blocks and pillars. So I'm going to take your guy. I'm going to take him right from up under your nose. I'm taking Derwin James, and he's going to be the first safety that I take. DJ, in a league, when we talk about positionless football kind of being the new wave, the trend, where Derwin James gives you a little bit of anything, deep middle, in the box, out wide, he can do all of those things. I saw the little video that went viral when they had him, Joey Bosa, and Khalil Mack working on his pass rush moves. Oh, by the way, I guess the Chargers are going to start using him a little more. <laughs> I think last year he had four sacks. Why not? He can do anything and everything, man. He's a decathlete in the back end. That's why I want him. He's the number one safety in the league. Yep. Uh, I don't disagree with you there. I love Derwin get a chance to watch every single game he's played uh, in the league. It's been a, it's been a treat to watch him play. I'm going to go and uh, I'm going to stay in the AFC. I'm going to go to Minka Fitzpatrick in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. As as Bucky likes to say, the uh, what do you say? The, the star on the top of the Christmas tree, Buck? The oh, ornament yeah, on top hang, of the Christmas yeah, tree? Yeah, hang back there. Hang back to the top of the Christmas tree. Yeah, the angel on top. Anywhere you want to go with it. Whatever you put on the top of your Christmas tree, it's Minka Fitzpatrick. He can play as that high safety, uh, roam, range, make plays in the ball. Picked off six balls last year. Uh, He's going to be my first pick. I I love it, DJ. And if they wanted to, they could use him in the same way that Derwin James. He did it his rookie season with the Miami Dolphins. They just play him in the deep end. But this guy gets his hands on the ball. 
a ton. Playmaker, he's outstanding. I understand those two guys should be the class of the deal. So now I'm going to go with a guy who I believe is kind of underrated in the landscape. But when you watch him on tape, he's always around it. Justin Simmons from the Denver Broncos. I mean, he is always around the ball. It makes a ton of plays. He's physical. He's active. Last season, man, six interceptions. Just is a very, very critical piece of that defense puzzle. And I think we may see him play uh, his role even expand with Vance Joseph coming back to uh, put his hands on that defense. You know Vance likes to blitz, so I think you'll see Justin Simmons featured in a variety of different ways to get more more plays, more touches on the ball. Yeah, there's a, that's a good one. Uh, there's That was going to be my pick, by the way. He took him right out from under me. A lot of different places I could go here with this next one. Um, gosh. I'm going to go with Jesse Bates. I've been a Jesse Bates guy for a very long time. I think he can do a little bit of everything. He's really, really rangy. Um, uh, one of the knocks on him coming out was just uh, his, you know, kind of inconsistency as a tackler. Very willing, but had some fly-by misses. I think he's improved in that area. Uh, I'll go Jesse Bates, the big uh, free agent ticket item there for the Atlanta Falcons. Mm, good. That's good. Good. Good pick, good player. Um, here, here's where we get to, because DJ, and, and you know, because you sat in enough draft meetings, uh, I've always, I would always get frustrated when it came down to safeties because I always felt like in draft meetings, they were kind of viewed as the throwaways. Oh, we'll take the slow corner <laughs> and we'll make him a safety. Uh, that's cool. We'll just put him at safety. Oh, he can't play outside, but oh, we're going to put him in the middle. And so I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go with guys who have been underappreciated. How about we go with Quandre Diggs? in this spot. And look, I was tough because it was between him and the guy that we mentioned that just went to Detroit. But I'm going to take Quandre Diggs here because Quandre Diggs has really become one of the best safeties. And on a defense in Seattle where for the longest time it was always about Jamal Adams. And now he he hasn't been available. And so Quandre Diggs has been able to really flourish and become the star that no one really saw him emerging. Coming off an injury, he's bounced back and been a terrific player for the Seattle Seahawks. So I'm going to take Diggs in the spot. Yeah, look, he's fun, man. He's talking about somebody who plays bigger than their size. Um, There's a lot of different veterans that I can go with here. I'm actually just pulled up a couple numbers on a couple of these guys because I almost feel terrible for passing over uh, some of them. Uh, Gosh, again, I I struggle because we're talking about the future. I always tend to skew younger, and I feel like, gosh, I don't want to – I don't want to cut short uh, and not account for some of the great players we have that have done a tremendous uh, amount of uh, great things in this league, but I'm I'm going to still keep this moving forward. So I'm looking at young guys I still love that I think continuing to play at a high level. I'm going to go with Antoine Winfield with my next pick. Ooh, uh, nice. Again, Look somebody who I love. I love when he plays down, Buck, what, everything he can do. Force player, he can cover, um, he can blitz. Anything you want him to do, I think he can do. So I, I'm going to go with a versatile young player in Antoine Winfield. Oh, look, I, I like him. And when the Buccaneers have played good defense, he's been a big part of why they play great. Being able to control the middle of the field, being able to drop down, uh, make big hits, uh, extra player in the passing game. So I, I dig that. So we're not giving out lifetime achievement awards, but I think I would – Regret it if I didn't at least put this guy on the list. And so I'm going to take Kevin Byard from the Tennessee Titans, and I'm going to put him there. Regardless of whether he's with the Titans, continue to go forward or not, this is a really, really good player. I mean, you talk about a guy who has done it for a long time. He has been in the league going into his eighth season, and you just look at the numbers. He has 27 career interceptions. He finds a way to always be around the ball. And you talk about center field players, guys that can make plays on the deep end. They're not as many that is as talented and as effective as Kevin Byard. 
Yep, uh, that's a good one. There's so many other good ones to to go with here. Veteran guys, tons of veteran guys. But and I know the veteran guys are going to ticked at me. But I'm still going to go young. I'm going to make this a young draft for me, uh, a younger draft, I should say. I'm going to might surprise you with this next. So I'm going to go with Juan Thornhill. I get a chance to see him with the Kansas City Chiefs last year. Last year, Buck, if you just look at some of the numbers on him, five picks, eleven forced incompletions, just really, really good in coverage. So I'm going to go with Juan Thornhill. So I like this, and this is when people get mad because they'll have the uh, draft posted like one of our, our social teams will kind of put it out there and we'll see it and we'll get all the, the blowback. And so I get it. Juan Thornhill. And see, here's the thing. Juan Thornhill com- coming off that injury, being a playmaker. I get this. So, DJ, you talked about this guy before, but this is when he really can shine. Javon Holland from Miami. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I mean, Javon Holland, if, if you had an opportunity to watch him the last couple of years playing in that defense, first on the floor, he's then on the border. I mean, this dude is always around it. He's very active. He's active in the line of scrimmage. He can play in space. He does so many good things. And coming look, coming out of college, there was a lot of buzz on him, but I don't know if many people thought that he would be the player that he's become. He's a good player. I think he becomes a great player under Vic Fangio. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I should, yeah, I would have been my next pick. Uh, look, there's so many veterans that are good players. Micah Hyde's a really good player. Look at Poyer when he's out there, what he means to that Bills defense. Both those guys are worthy of, of being selected so far. Um, you look at uh, Buda Baker, who's been a force, somebody that's just a missile coming downhill. is a really good player. I love Jalen Petrie's game. You look at some of the numbers. He had six mm-hmm. picks last year, Buck. He had 10 tackles at or beyond the line of scrimmage. So somebody that can play downhill can also get his hands on the football. Really, really, really good football player. But I, I'm going to go with a guy who has far exceeded his draft position, who is ultra productive. He's not going to win on the stopwatch, but all he does is stay around the football, run or pass. I'm going to go with Talanoa Hufunga for the uh, 49ers is my next pick. Um, Ooh, just like He was an energy guy, high energy guy at SC. Did not run fast, but plays fast. And it just feels like anytime there's a big play to be made, he's around it. Yeah, he's a big-time player, man. And it's, it's funny, DJ, because uh, it's one of those draft lessons that you learn. Like, the, the, the watch has this thing. A lot of times the challenge is being able to put guys in the right spot in terms of round value. But Hafunga has been around the ball. I mean, he moved guys out. I mean, he, he had an opportunity to play and never left the field. And so we're, we always love guys who can hit, run, and cover. He can do those things. And he's not necessarily the best in coverage, but he's the best – at playmaking. He is a playmaker who's always around it. And you saw him do it at SC and he's continued to do it when he got to the league with the 49ers. Yeah, he's worthy of being in that conversation for sure. Yeah, he's a rover. I mean, just let him play rover. Let him just use his eyes and trust his instincts to go find and make plays in the football. That's what he does. Um, so there you go. There's our safety draft. That that uh, wraps up our little draft series that we've done here. Buck, always a fun exercise. Again, I think it's a balance between appreciating what guys have done, uh, also trying to project in the future a little bit of what we're going to see this year. Yeah, we do. I know we're getting a lot of lot of angry comments. A lot of angry comments because we left. Marcus Williams, way. another good one too. I mean, Mark- there's a lot of lot of good veterans. Yeah, Buda Baker. There's a lot of good veterans. Everyone everyone can't make it though. Everyone can't make no. the list. Yeah, and again, that's why you can have a list if you want to put a list together. Put a list together. That's <laughs> uh, our list. Uh, anything else you want to want to add before we get out of here, Buck? I have not uh, I have not dropped a line in the water anymore. I still got about ten of those smallmouth bass out there. That's okay. We'll get them. By the end of the summer, like just just take no. it slowly, slowly but surely. Get a couple of weeks. All you got to do is get a couple no. of weeks. I've been I've been recruiting. I've been trying to find uh, guys with some fishing expertise. Just from an efficiency standpoint, I mean the the amount of time it it doesn't take me long to catch them, but then getting a, getting the hook out is uh, quite time consuming. I don't don't have that technique down. I'm not trying to like cut myself, hook my finger. 
I'm out there with Florida. I'm out there with Florida State gloves on. My Florida State football gloves that my buddy gave me when he used to work there. <laughs> fishing, trying to bring them in. I'm not trying to get that hook stuck you know, in my finger. You, you know who you need to call. You get. You got to text Prime. You got to text Prime. Oh, does he fish? Know, oh, does he fish? That's his thing. You got to. You got to. You got to. You got to really? talk to our teammate. Oh yeah, Prime. That's Prime all day. Old country well, Prime like to go on the lake and and fish or whatever. You call him. He he get you right. Tell, 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 I got to tell Dion, man, if you got anybody you recruit down here in San Diego, pop on over. <laughs> See if you can tell get, you, get them. You, you, you can catch them quick now. Yeah, get yeah. them out the pond. Yeah, I'll take any uh, any comments, by the way. Anybody wants to, to let me know on social media how to uh, efficiently get the hook out. Uh, <laughs> can, can you can you also, uh, when you do that, can you can you attach a little YouTube how-to? Yeah, video? a little. Uh, so, yeah, so I was give that. a little I, visual, a little YouTube how-to, get the hook out. The thing, because I certainly can't help you at all when it comes to No, that. no, it's uh, it's a technique that I have yet to master. I can promise you that. Um, all right, that's going to do it for us today. hope you guys have enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back later this week with another episode. We'll see you then right here on Movement Sticks. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? 
The place to do it is Aaron's. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Aaron's. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.